Let's face it, not a lot of drag queens are the sweetest of sweethearts, but Coco Peru, she's a very nice person. We had an awesome time last summer hanging out with Coco Peru, the star of such loved campy films as Trick and Girls Will Be Girls. All throughout the weekend, everybody wondered why she kept saying that people always tell her she's a very nice person. Is Coco Peru really a very nice person, or is she trying to put us under her dragnotic spell? Join us today as we talk with the hilarious Coco Peru. Coco has put together a brand new one-woman show, There Comes a Time, where she looks back at 20 years of being a drag queen entertainer and gives us a peek into her future. Listen as we talk with Coco about her shocking near-death experience as a teenager before he came out to his parents. The impact of reality TV shows on solo performers. The power of Dragnosis. And why there will be so many puking scenes in Girls Will Be Girls 2012. Plus, caution exotic animals. A man sets a zoo of wild animals loose and then kills himself. Michelle Bachman's insane nautical-themed fashion. And our spoof video, A Gay Soldier Comes Out to the Pizza Man. Live goes viral, leaving some confused people wondering, why is Randy Phillips ordering a pizza all the way to Afghanistan? I'm Fausto Fernos. I'm Mark Fillion. And this is Feast of Fun. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello? Hi, is this Coco Peru? It is. Hi, Coco. It's Fausto. And Mark from Feast of Fun. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I can't believe that is the 20-year anniversary of Coco Peru. Now, this is back when you were like a a toddler, you were doing Coco Peru. Yes, if you want to believe that, I'm happy to go along with that. And you hatched out of an egg, much like Lady Gaga. (laughs) (laughs) Fully formed. We're doing fantastic. Uh, We are swamped with, uh, we just had a viral video where Mark brilliantly did a loving tribute slash parody to Randy Phillip 
the gay soldier who came out to his dad and then to his mom. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then he made a, a, a new video where I, because I, I physically, like, my eyes look like Randy's. And Fausto has packs, too, like Randy. Yeah, so I have a military build. And wow. So, <laughs> I want to go that far. I'm no Randy Phyllis, but I can hold my own. And so we made this video, and the whole internet has exploded because there's there's two three camps of people. One who thinks I'm actually Randy Phillips, which I, you know. Take it as a compliment. God help them. Run with it. Don't look back. Don't look back, people. Then there's the second people who are like, this is not funny. You're all. making fun of this guy at his most intimate moment. And then there's Randy Phillips and everybody else who's saying this is the most awesome thing I've ever seen. So Randy Phillips, the military guy, actually like adores it. Well, then you have nothing to fear. And I it probably you wouldn't have feared it anyway, knowing you guys. Have you seen Randy's videos? Yeah, I saw the first one where he came out to his father. Yeah, so he came out to his father, and then I turned on the internet, and then I see him, and then he's coming out to his mother, and I said, who is he going to come out to next, the pizza delivery guy? Well, he came out to me. I just don't <laughs> think it's hit the hit yet. <laughs> well, you know, we still have blonde hairspray. We can, we can, uh, we can do <laughs> another video. <laughs> Coco, you're one of the most famous drag queens in the world. Like, everybody knows you. Do you ever get confused for somebody else? I get confused for... Uh, um, sometimes people come up to me and they're like, I loved you when Die, Mommy, Die. Oh. And they, they think that I'm Charles Bush, which is a great compliment because I love Charles. Mm -hmm. And then I've even had people like think, of, think that I'm Lipsinka, which is like, we don't look anything alike. And these are gay people. Mm -hmm. I think there's a, there's a little bit of... Li I could see that I actually thought when, the, like, when Foster asked that question in my mind, the first thing that popped up to me was Lipsinka. It's Lipsinka, I think, no, is the name. Lips. <laughs> and, the, and then the other person, of course, that people now compare me to is Kathy Griffin. <laughs> you know, everyone thinks that I'm trying to look like Kathy Griffin. It, it, but, I mean, you've actually hung out with Kathy Griffin, and she, she, she kind of adores you. Oh, she's very sweet to me. She's always been lovely to me. So she yeah. gives you the thumbs up to, like, be a redheaded comedian, because she kind of, like, owns that. Yeah, no, she, she's always been good to me. And I listen, I've had that red hair for 20 years. You've actually worn the same wig for the last 20 years. <laughs> 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 it's time for a new wig, Coco. <laughs> Well, who knows? Your wishes might just come true. <laughs> you're actually going to, I mean, you're doing your one woman show. It's our 20 year anniversary. There comes a time. Correct. And so you're kind of walking us down memory lane through Coco's life. Yeah. No, it's, I just, I, I reached a point in my life, you know, where, uh, and I joke about it on the show where a lot of people are asking me, you know, when I was going to be doing a new show. And I really just didn't think like, I thought like, you know, I've said it all. I mean, what more can I say? And then um, I just sat down writing, and I realized I have a lot more to say. And I'm so thrilled with this show because I, I just feel like it's my most mature show. I talk about getting older. And I just, I'm, I'm talking about things that I really want to talk about. And, and the audience reaction has been really fantastic. I mean, I just had two amazing shows in Seattle. I did a great show down in um, Dallas, in Florida. So I've been touring with it, and, and, and the reaction has been just, and and the great thing is is that I got like I have these like twenty year olds in my audience that are, are totally connecting to my material. So that you know, and then I've got the old queens, you know, like me out there as well. And it's just speaking to everybody. So I'm really excited. 
She's still got it, kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, so you're kind of like Oprah. You're, you're educating your audience, giving them life lessons. I totally am. I'm inspiring. People are walking out of there. You should see the emails I get. You think I'm kidding, but people send me these beautiful, gorgeous emails. I got an saying, email where, the other day where is me. my daughter and what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to make a living. <laughs> <laughs> so last time we hung out with you was in Sagatuck. You had brought your uh, one-woman show over there to the Fire Island of the Midwest. I did, yeah. And we, uh, we were all commenting with each other. And this is what the title of today's show is. Coco Peru is a very nice person. <laughs> Boy, that this... makes me really want to come see my show. <laughs> well, the reason is, is because we were sort of like, you know, with the five minutes after we had uh, come to meet you and, and saw your show, you were saying to us, it's like, that the sound guy said that you were a really nice person. And then like five minutes later, you were telling us some another anecdote about how somebody had met you. And said that you were a really nice person, and you, and you really are a nice person. And I kept saying, I guess, I guess I was feeling insecure that day, and I wanted to make sure you know, hey, listen, I'm a really nice person. Yay! <laughs> well, you know, I think Trick scared people. Yeah. A lot of people thought that that was me for years, mm-hmm. that that's who I was. They didn't just realize that I was just a brilliant actress playing a role. Well, and your humor is edgy. And it's, yeah, it, my humor is edgy, and people are always afraid to sit in the audience, you know. But the thing is, I really don't pick up, pick on anybody because I'm really just too busy talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a really nice. Person. No, I, but, but so we call we coined this term. We called dragnosis. it dragnosis when you hypnotize somebody into thinking something by repeating it while in drag <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> Listen, we had a fantastic week, and there was nothing <laughs> inauthentic about our wonderful time together. You, because you are a very nice you. person. And we Honey, if a... I was trying to hypnotize you, you would have been performing sex acts on me, not, not sitting there having a lovely lunch like we did. <laughs> uh, well, so, so this is the, the, thing, the secret I'm telling you, because, you know, your rival, Evie Harris, has not been very nice to you. Uh. You know, and so She's what I'm nightmare. thinking is that maybe you can use your powers of persuasion, your diagnosis, to train her to being your servant. <laughs> now you know what what happened was Evie Harris actually died a few years back. This is all animatronics at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you They're can't using change puppets. her. They're using the Jim Henson Foundation to exactly. animate her from the She's dead. She's their best customer. <laughs> <laughs> well, girls to be girls too. Is coming soon. Like I can't believe that you guys have brought that really loved film project back from the dead. Back from the dead, where it belongs, dead and buried. <laughs> like Farla's line says, my mother says, uh, dream, what, dreams are like treasures, so bury them. Something like that, right? Um, no, we did Girls Will Be Girls 2012, and I know the writer-director, Richard Day, is feverishly working on editing it and and doing all of that, and I think pretty soon he's got to go up to wherever they do the sound. And But this was all done, I mean, on a shoe budget string. Our, our total film crew were all volunteers. No one was the same every day. It, it was just a labor of love, if you could call it that. It means you had, a, had sex with the director? <laughs> no, no, no. 
his dog, but other than that, it was... <laughs> well, you guys had a, an amazingly successful Kickstarter. You, you, you put it out there, and the fans really came forward and said, we want well, to see this let's, movie, man. Let's, let, let's make this clear. My fans came forward. Yes. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, let's not deny that the original Girls Will Be Girls was very good for the three of your careers, wasn't it? It was fabulous. And the weird thing was that, um, you know, we made it just to have a hoot, and, uh, and I, I really didn't know what was going to happen with it. And then we went to Sundance, and it kind of didn't do great there. Because it did get bought, but it, it didn't, um, it, you know, people responded really horribly to it. People, I mean, people were literally getting up in droves and walking out of the theater. Really? And then really? posting horrible things about it. So we just thought, oh, dear. But then we went down into, this, into the city where they played it just for like a... I, I will say a normal uh, audience, people that aren't in the industry, mm-hmm. and they loved it. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. But then it did very poorly in the theaters because no one really knew about it. And um, I think Die, Mommy, Die kind of stole a little bit of our thunder because they came out at the same time. So um, the fact that it just took off on, um, you know, it, it took off when it went to DVD. The gay guys just discovered it. And well, I get, someone just sent me photos. People dress up like us. People write to me from Australia that, you know, have girls will be girls parties. I mean, it's really, it really took off. Well, you guys kind of have the same chemistry as, as uh, Terrence Stamp and, and, uh, Zod, what is it, Zod <laughs> and uh, the guy from The Matrix. Or still a queen of the desert. And the guy from oh, The Time yeah. Machine. Yeah, yeah. That movie. It, but it's the same kind of chemistry happening there. And I think, and if I may really compliment Varla and, and Evie, is that, we really like each other as people, and we really get a big kick out of each other's stu- you know, stuff. So when we're working together, it's a total respect, and um, we're giggling and having a love fest. So um, I think that's actually what really comes across in, in the movie. What's happening in the sequel? Uh, we just talked to Jack Plotnick, the man behind Evie Harris. He wouldn't tell us anything except that the, basically everybody dies at the end of the movie. <laughs> was he not supposed to tell us that no i don't think no he uh, that's not whatever i mean the, the, the movie is called uh, girls will be girls 2012 and we all know what 2012 is supposed to be and i think richard the writer uh is playing on that theme that it's not only the end of the world it's the end of hollywood so you're like escaping an earthquake in an airplane flying through buildings that are crumbling around you. Yeah, we don't have the budget for that kind of disaster <laughs> film, darling. Just a shaky camera and lots of rolling around on the floor. like <laughs> Exactly. You got it. Lots of fake like, oh, oh, and, and like moving ourselves back and forth. <laughs> like early episodes of Star Trek. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so you guys developed all this stuff like about six years, seven years ago, right? Girls will be girls? Yeah. That all started. I mean, Jack may have already told you. We were asked to do a, I was asked to do a benefit out here. And then the guy who was writing it uh, asked me to work with this actor named Jack Plotnick, who does Evie Harris, and we were going to be the hosts. And I said, sure. (laughs) They were writing material, and Jack and I were getting together to rehearse. And literally, Jack was making me crazy. Because Why? we didn't know each other, and he would look at me and say, oh, you know what, don't say your line like that. Say it like oh. this. Oh. And I thought, does she know who I am? <laughs> so 
we, I finally decided to call uh, the guy's name is Dennis and, and, and tell him I couldn't do this. I needed to quit. And I, you know, hi, Dennis, how are you? At which point he proceeds to tell me some, like, tragic family story that he was going through at that moment. So I felt so badly for him I couldn't quit. Oh, you're such a nice because person. Why? Because I'm a nice person. <laughs> so we wound up doing the event together, and people went nuts. And at, celebrities were coming up to us afterwards saying, like, you guys need to have your own show. You need to do mm-hmm. something. And, and because of that night, this whole girls will be girls thing was born. So did you take his notes when he, when he said, say it like this? Or Absolutely did you... not. <laughs> <laughs> Although I must tell you, Jack is a very smart uh, actor, and, and often his... His advice, I do value and, and do take, now that I know him. Mm. Well, I mean, he's well known for his appearances on all sorts of television shows. And lots of, he's kind of an actor's actor. He teaches those workshops. Yeah. Has he ever, like, turned to you and said, you know, Coco, you could use a little polishing of your work. You should come take my workshops. No, he would never say that to me. But you know what? I probably could use a little polishing from time to time. But I am just far too busy traveling around this country doing my show. There comes the time. <laughs> now, now, now in New York City. Yes. Can I tell the dates? Yes, of course. Wait, I want everybody who listens to the show to go see you because you really are a nice person. I, and, and I really do have a lot to say. And I'm telling you, you know, it's so amazing. I go to smaller cities like Seattle or like Fort Lauderdale or these smaller cities where Everyone's so appreciative that I show up, and they're like, I, and, and they, they pack the place. And then, you know, you go to New York, there's so much competition, so I'm really hoping that. Um, and that's where it all started for me. I mean, I'm a New Yorker, so I'm really excited about doing the show there. Anyway, it's November 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th. It's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Laurie Beachman Theater. And you can go to spincycle.com for tickets. And people can also follow you on Twitter and Facebook as well. Yeah, Facebook, and I have my website, MissCocoPeru.com, and everything, everything as far as the dates and whatnot is on there as well. And every photo there is current. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of doing my, um, my website over now. Because there, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of those photos. I mean, you know, honey. <laughs> like I said, she's busy. Now we actually took some fabulous photos hanging out with you in Saga Tuck. They're not going to end up on my website. No, but I mean, we're going to post them on on today's show on Feast of Fun, so people oh, can yeah. see how that you actually do look like yourself, and you're timeless <laughs> and elegant and graceful. <laughs> And, and a nice else? person. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> you almost forgot. Coco Peru is a very nice person. <laughs> oh, you two are a mess, and I love it. So, so uh, how's your husband? He's wonderful, always busy with work, changing the world in his own way, being a teacher. Now, we were going to uh, ask him, if he's on the phone or something, if we could borrow you, because we have our own Kickstarter that we'd like to do. Well, he's not home right now, but how would you like to borrow me? Well, our house is a mess. Mm-hmm. So we thought we'd get a Kickstarter going. And, you know, Kickstarter doesn't fund, like, things that you really need, like cleaning your house or a new TV set or a car <laughs> or something like that. Oh, I know. I, I, I fantasize about getting one started for, to pay off my mortgage. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, why not? So we th- figured we'd, we'd sort of, like, um, we'd be creative with quick Kickstarter and we'd do something where we'd film you cleaning the house <laughs> in a French maid's outfit, and then whoever like donates like ten thousand dollars or more 
gets you to come over to their house and clean the floor as well and, and edit that into like a short five-minute film. <laughs> what do I get? You get to clean our house. <laughs> <laughs> you get the pleasure of You know what? I have a feeling my husband would say yes. <laughs> but I'm sorry. I'm going to have to say no. Come on, you're a nice person. <laughs> not that nice. Nice, but not oh stupid. Oh my god, are you breaking the spell? <laughs> Lord. I'm not a sucker. Exactly. Coco Peru will clean your house. Now, Only in the movies. I mean, do you ever, like, you know, Heclina and some of these other drag queens that we've had on the show through time to time, they, mm-hmm. they confess to us that, you know, the audience really kind of falls in love with them. And wants them to have sex with them while in their costumes. Really? <laughs> you know where this is going. Yes. Any 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 uh, stories you'd like to share with us about that experience? We, it's true. I wouldn't say my audience members, I, I, because um, I have classy audience members at my show. <laughs> um, but... But I, it's more the guys that, like, as I'm walking down the street, that pull over, you know, really? and, and want to have sex and whatnot. And do, they, do they offer you money? Yes. They've offered me money. They've, uh, you know, they throw phone numbers at me. I've actually come home with, like, a handful of phone numbers one day, and I threw them at my husband. I said, well, honey, if things get tough, she's got a second career. <laughs> <laughs> we can no, make some it money. it is true. And you know what's amazing is that, um, it's more common than you think, and and no one would ever believe you because there have been guys that have you know tried to pick me up, and and if I showed them to you, you would go, no, come on, really, because they're so. Well, is it a celebrity? They're thing? not gay, you know. They're they're yeah. straight guys, mm-hmm. and and like they some of them no are like really are. hot, big guys, and it's just shocking. They think you're you're a tranny. Yeah, well, they know that I'm not a. They know, I tell them I'm not a real girl, and and they're like, yeah, well, that's obvious. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but so these are guys who it. don't know who you are. They I just love like it. I'm, I celebrate it, and they just respond to you. Yeah, I think I think they just. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I, I, uh, I think it's great. You know, because I've observed the, that that some you know there there are people who are really struggling and, and identifying with being born in the wrong gender and they're, tra- ident- they're trans and then we find there's the there's the other type of individual who is willing to wear whatever it takes to land sex with the person that they want that's a sexual opportunist they'll just do whatever it takes to and do i'm that. kind of that way like if, <laughs> if you know if a really hot guy um, let's say Chris Evans, you know, the guy who plays the, the, the Captain America, Captain America yeah. said to me, it's like, you know, Fausto, if you dressed up like Coco Peru, I'd have sex with you. I'd <laughs> be I mean, like, you'd you know, be, you'd be, you'd be wanting that old wig of mine, wouldn't you? I'd be like, give me that wig. I'd be breaking you'd into You'd be flying your- out uh-huh. here, breaking into my home. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, you, you know, know what? I, yeah. I, the whole thing with the whole trans thing too is like, I think, you know, our community, I think we limit ourselves and we're not as inclusive because we've got the L. G, B, and the T. But what about all those guys that like to have sex with the T? They need a nickname, too. The Chasers? I don't... They should be included. The Lovers. Because there's so many guys out there that really just love, you know, trans people or men in dresses. I know, and I... I, I, um, I, I You know, I think it's great, and I, I think that a lot of these men that I've, you know, encountered in the past were all very, you know, 
on some level deeply ashamed of their well, you take advantage of that then. Thing, you know. but... <laughs> <laughs> I used to know a queen who used to go to a sex club, you know, in full drag, after a long night to this place where some of the guys had foot fetishes, and she'd sit back and let these men rub her feet for hours. I mean, it's just... <laughs> well, those heels, like, are hard. Huh? Those heels are hard on your feet. Oh, terrible. And after 20 years, let me tell you, I wake up every morning and it takes me like, you know, five minutes of walking before I can actually, you know, get into a a, a normal uh, kind of walk. Oh, really? But that's not interesting. <laughs> well, I mean, do you, do you wear flats sometimes? or No, never, skates, ever, or? ever. And my mother's 85 years old and she, she refuses to wear flats. And you know, I have a bad leg. So that's why I have my shoes are sometimes not always the... You know, when did you start having a bad leg? Oh, I, I had an accident when I was sixteen. Oh, what I had no. Well, you walked certainly fine when we. No, if you pay you. attention, if you look, even in 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 the um, girls will be girls. The first movie. There's a couple of scenes. I even acknowledge it in the in the uh, that my my leg is a little sloppy, because when I was sixteen, I fell through a glass shower door, oh and I God. cut nerves, and I I, I I died in the hospital. It was really bad, and um. Because I lost all my blood, practically all of it, and and as a result, I have drop foot because I cut those nerves. Oh wow! I, yeah. I had no idea. So you yeah, actually so died? I did in the in the emergency room. I passed away. Did you see any like light or anything? I I don't remember seeing a light. No, no. But I I did. I will tell you this. I did have the thought of when I started to recall where I was in the hospital, and I I did think I I don't want to go back there. You and then as soon to... as I was awake, I th- then again, I was like, oh, my God, I have to survive. But I, I do remember thinking I don't want to go back. So there was like a willpower involved in your recovery and your existence and in your healing. And I'll tell you, something, you know, it did give me after that, although I still had the gay shame and I was in the closet. I was only 16. Um, but I, I tell you, the one thing my accident did give me was I remember... When the bullies still bullied me after that, I, I, I had the strength of they would have never survived my accident. And that made me feel like I, and I, and I knew that as much as I hated them, I wouldn't wish my accident on them. Mm. And that, that, that kind of empowered me. So in a way, the accident, um, in, you know, in a strange way, even though it almost killed me, it kind of saved me in a way. Yeah. Gave, me, gave me an inner strength and an appreciation that I you know, I was given a second chance. It actually did kill you, and it also made you stronger. Yeah. So I, I was, it's, a we, it's one of those weird, you know. How does your family react to something like that? Huh? How does your family react to something like that? When I had my accident? Yeah. yeah. They were devastated. I mean, the house looked like a slaughterhouse, and I was home alone. And, of course, they had to deal with that, that they felt badly they weren't there. And but So when you came great, out you know? to your parents, like, were they... Okay with that, they're like, "Well, at least he's not dead." <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> and the one thing I the first, you know what though, the funny thing is, after I had all my surgery and I woke up, the first thing I said to my parents after you know they knew I had died, they were so happy I'm still alive. The first thing I said to them was, "I'm so sorry, I ruined the carpet." <laughs> <laughs> you were even a nice kid. You're a very nice person. Oh, I love it. I think that's going to be like a new tattoo for you. 
I'm a nice person. Mm. Yeah, can you name your next one-woman show? Coco Peru is a very nice person. I'm, you know, I might just do that. <laughs> I would be so honored. And then I'm just going to be the most horrible, evil drag queen in it. <laughs> well, I mean, is that part of the... the... And by the way, let me yeah. ask you, why the hell haven't I been invited to Chicago yet? You tell me, man. It's I like... don't know. Here I go. I can go to, you know, these little towns, and they're so happy... Chicago, great, one of the greatest cities in this mm-hmm. country. They've not invited me. It's not up to me, and mm-hmm. I've been singing your praises Don't to you have everybody. Don't you pull there? You know, you think so. Not even Rosie gets pull respect in Chicago. It's kinda, <laughs> she says it's a very nice city, and she's singing. It's like she, Rosie hasn't really left Harpo Studios since she moved here. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I live in this wonderful bubble where yes. I get coffee anytime I want it. Everybody is paid to be nice to you, Rosie. <laughs> Right. That's why they're nice to you. But, you know, I don't know. I I would love to see you come to Chicago. I think that you would be a hit here. I think I would be, too. But I'll I'll get there one of these days. I'll pass on the contact information for some of these clubs for you. And and let's make it happen. All right. It's in your hands, darling. (laughs) Oh, don't put the onus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I'm not the per- uh, What am I, your <laughs> booking agent now? Listen, I'm going to come there and clean your fucking house. You can at least get me a job. <laughs> All, All right. right. We'll try and book you. Just make sure you do the windows, though. I do windows, and I happen to do them very well. And clean behind the sofa. I do everything. Don't worry. <laughs> and You, you know, have to move the plants and clean underneath them. I have some soiled underwear and the reason it's soiled is because those need to be burned darling well i just can't afford to buy new underwear and they, and they're very expensive they need to be washed by hand that's not mind? true i heard on the, i heard on the radio on npr the other day they said that one of the ways they used to see how the economy was doing was to see if underwear sales were up or down so you would think that with this bad economy, underwear sales would be down. Well, it was not true. They're up. They're, one of the, they're the, at the highest they've been. Well, because you always need underwear. Can you believe that was a report on NPR? <laughs> and can you believe I actually, you know, know it? It's hard-hitting journalism. Can you journalism. believe I'm sharing that with you? <laughs> I mean, where's all this money? I mean, you're, well, you're a New Yorker. What do you think about the whole Occupy Wall Street phenomenon? I'm, well, I'm, I live in L.A. now. You know that. But I'm, mm-hmm. I am a native New Yorker. What do I think? I think it's fabulous. I love when people rise up. Are you going to show? I mean, you're going to be there like in days. Are you going to join them? Go no, I, I don't have time. Go but promote I, your show there. And I'm too old. Not that I'm too old, but that's not true. Because I know, I, I know my friend's mother, almost 80, was out there. Um, but I, I, I really don't have time. But I think it's great when anybody, you know, when a group of people get together and rise up. It's interesting the way that whole thing's being characterized by 
most mainstream corporate owned media as disorganized or that they don't have a, a a focal point or that they're asking for something and and really the 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 it's a very simple message is that our political system has been taken over by these corporations and we want it back yeah simple i think it's i think it's very clear and very simple and um you know maybe i don't know what i don't see it being disorganized and i think since it's such a grassroots it's pretty damn organized I want to see you there holding a picket sign saying, Coco Peru is a very nice person. <laughs> and she deserves, <laughs> deserves no, equality. Democracy. I, I, did, I did a lot of that when I was young, you know, out in the streets. Uh, during the whole No on 8 out here, I marched down Santa Monica Boulevard. I was like six miles or something. I literally, my, I, was tw- I forget how long it was, but I, I was nearly in tears by the time it was over. I was in so much pain. And, you know, we, I walked by the, those gay bars, and I looked into those gay bars, and they were packed with young gay people, and I screamed at them out of the bars and into the streets. <laughs> and what did they say? Fuck off, queen. <laughs> no, they didn't. They were, they were cheering and everything, but it's like, okay, put your cocktail down and come join. So I've done a lot of that stuff, mm. and, I, and I'm proud of it. I'd like to see you maybe like in a wheelchair, a motorized wheelchair. <laughs> not that you need it, but at least you don't have to wear heels. Well, I would, you know, next time I would do that. Not, I don't really need it either. I mean, but I, you know, by the end of that, that walk, I was, I was hurting. Next time I participate in a gay pride parade, I'm going to get in a motorized wheelchair. Well, you do that, dear. You know, and it's just like at the end of the parade, you'll be well-rested, your feet won't hurt. Yeah, and then you can go to some, you know, tranny club afterwards and have some guy, you know, tranny chase and massage your feet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have some comments here from Facebook. Oh, God. Ursus Torrente, Señorita Peru. I think you're Latino by marriage and by your last name. Uh, You have some of the most... Rib-crackingly funny lines in the first movie, Girls Will Be Girls. Did you write your own lines? I love the abortion line at Friends and recommend your movie every chance I get. I don't think that's your line, is it? No, I actually don't have very many funny lines in that that movie, um, which made me very insecure the first couple of days of filming it because I, I saw the other two actors had really all the funny lines and and then I just decided to play my role for real and just do the opposite of what they were doing. And I'm really happy that I I was I made that choice. But meaning um, like downplaying it? Yeah, I just decided that I I had to trust the director basically and and just play this for real and not worry about who had funny lines and who didn't and just play it for real and do my job. Because your character in the movie is much different than your stand-up act. Because in your stand-up, you're strong, you're vivacious, and, and in the movie, you're kind of like, you know, you're the sad sack. I'm the sad dumpy. Yeah, sack. So, uh, it was, it, it, and also, I, I had done the movie Trick, and I, I, had a, I was you know, strong and a loud mouth and that, so I was used to getting the laugh. So it was a little bit of a challenge the first couple of days working on that. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy that this person wrote into Sam much he enjoys it, and 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 I want to answer his question that, um, no, we didn't write any of our lines. In fact, we we weren't allowed to. And at the very end of the movie where Jack, Evie, is sort of uh, talking in jibber-jabber stuff, Yeah, that's all scripted. He had to learn the jibber-jabber. What? <laughs> yes, that's, that's how crazy Richard Day is. 
That is not improv. He's actually saying it line for line, so word for like word. Google waga miga with the yes. And like uh, that was a Google Gaga, not a Gigi. <laughs> exactly. Wow, that's incredible. So, yeah. I mean, have you guys like had an intervention for Richard Day or? No, but he could use fun. But then again, who couldn't nowadays? That's true. I, for the longest time, I thought Richard Bay, the talk show host, was the guy behind Girls Will Be Girls. And I was like, I didn't realize he was gay. That is so disturbing. <laughs> that is disturbing. You know what I'm disturbed about? Have you heard about these animals in Ohio? Yeah, that escaped from some... Well, the, the guy, I guess he was suicidal and he let them go free. Mm-hmm. He was suicidal. He killed. He let them all go free. Like 49 animals, 39 of them had, you know, got shot. Lions, tigers, bears were shot. Uh, uh, cougars, pumas. But Lady Bunny's still free, so I don't know. <laughs> Lady Bunny, she got through it fine, didn't she? She did. She always, she's like a cockroach. She always survived. <laughs> I mean, like just funny. imagine like, the sign on the road, like, caution, wild animals. Is exotic it, animals. Exotic animals. It's like a, <laughs> like a circus went nuts. No, it's, that's tragic. Anytime an animal is killed like that, it breaks my heart. There was a junkyard near did the guy. Did the guy kill himself? Yeah, he killed himself. I guess he must have been suffering from some kind of depression. But, you know, they have these kind of refuges where people, like, they kind of take it upon themselves. I'm going to be this, the hero and I'm going to rescue these animals. And I think it becomes too much for them. It because, never ends well. You know? Just watch hoarders. Yeah, exactly. It's like animal these, hoarders. Yeah. <laughs> did you see the guy with all the rats? Oh, my God. And then there was that one rat with its gut sticking out. And he's oh like, I can't God. put it to sleep. I'm and like, these women, the, the, the one woman that had all the cats. And she, I love my cats, and they were like finding like cat carcasses buried under things. Oh, oh my god, it's yeah, it's fascinating. But I don't know why people would want to hold these, like these big giant cats and animals. I mean, they're almost it's almost unmanageable. You're a one. They like too. cleaning up after their poop. Is that what it is? They have scat fetish. He's always talking about poop. This one. No, but I'm serious. Like <laughs> that's part of the wear poop. Have what you ever been it? to a zoo or a circus? It's like it seems these animals are pooping all the time. I know. It's 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 actually. I one time saw an ape that would um, that had shit in his hand. <laughs> this is really gross. Can I go there? Absolutely. Okay. So the ape. Shit in his hand, right? Then ate it. Then puked it back up. Then ate it. Then puked it back up, right? So I stood there because people were coming. Oh, look at the ape! Look at the ape, honey! Oh, oh! And then they'd see what it was doing and like start gagging themselves and run away in horror. And you said, so Evie, don't do that again." <laughs> No, and, like and girls, girls will be girls too. Like you're asking people to submit their own puking videos. Oh yeah, that, that's true. You should. You guys should do one. I think you we have will. all the equipment. Yeah, I want to. I want um, us to be in drag watching your. Was Please it? Who's, do it. Who's the se- who's in the sex tape? Is it you or is it a? Uh, no, it's Evie. It's mm. Evie's sex tape, and everybody's reacting <coughs> by vomiting off yes. camera. So please make one. Now, they, uh, Jack said do it off, vomit off camera, but don't you think it would be more effective if I did it, like, actually on camera? Because I probably could eat something and throw up. Now, I know for, like, legal reasons, you would probably tell me no, but should I do I have I no idea. I'm all, for, I'm all for fake throw up. Okay. So you want to see, like, sp- vomiting splattering at the, at the lens with, like, a, you know, plexiglass protecting the camera. That would be fantastic. I love chunks. Because <laughs> what, what we could do is just get some like you know cream of corn soup. Just you yeah. just 
put it in your mouth and you just you know pretend and like you're mom. Let no, are you kidding? I could I could take it down into my stomach and just all all. I used to be anorexic. You know, Mark. So. Most drag queens are not method actors. <laughs> I can get it down from in there, though. So I want everybody. We're going to make one, and we're going to post it on the site. And we want all the all the audience members to make their own. So, so we because this is like, I mean, this is going to be like an hour long vomiting sequence in the movie, or how are they going to edit it all together? I'm, it's going to be all edited together. I think I have no idea. I can't wait to see it. This was filmed so quickly that I don't even know what the movie's about, honestly. <laughs> How long did it take? Like a you week? know, because you don't do it scene by scene. It's like, the, you know, you film the, the, you know, you film a third of a way through the first day, and then you go back and you do scene one, and then you film it. So it was all just, it was so chaotic and so crazy. And, I mean, I think the audience is going to have a, a big hoot trying to figure out, wait, where did her, ne- where did her necklace go? She was wearing a, you know, because... You know, you don't always film on the same day. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't really have... We had a, a friend there that was trying to keep our costumes in order, but it was so chaotic. Like, there would be scenes where we were like, I think I was wearing a bracelet in the scene the last time we shot it, but I have no idea. So, oh, well. So that's continuity. The when, continuity, yeah. absolutely. So I think you queens are going to have a ball going, ah, there. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. We'll make it a drinking game. Exactly. So each time that you vomit, actually, movie. someone someone posted that today to me that they they they, um, they do a drinking game that every time um, someone in the movie has a drink, and which is Evie, um, they would <laughs> do a shot. So the the one boy actually never ever made it through the movie that played the game with him. He only saw it recently for the first time through because he always got so shit faced by the time the movie was <laughs> over, he was passed out. Mm. Michelle, I'm, I'm yeah. happy that this movie has changed lives. <laughs> um, so, the, when is the premiere? Is there is there a scheduled date? No, for we that? don't know any of that because we want to come to the premiere. We have no, we don't have any of that information. But when there is one, I will personally make sure you're invited, darlings. Yeah, I want to um, go back. You there. guys have been so supportive of of, of me. And I know you love Evie and, and Verla as well, but I, I would be happy to have you there. Well, and you it, guys are like, you know, icons of the drag world. Yeah. You're the best stuff there is. I mean, it doesn't say much for the drag world, but... <laughs> <laughs> now, be nice. No, but seriously speaking, I mean, you guys are some of the funniest, most inventive, most wonderful you know, performers out there. And it's like, it's a shame that... Mm. Not enough people that RuPaul's right. Drag Race is kind of like being this black hole of drag queens. Well, like- I, I actually address that in this new show that I do. I'm doing in New York. Mm-hmm. That um, you know, when I when I started doing drag, you know, there wasn't any of this. Um, there was no reality TV. Mm-hmm. There was no um, social networking. We didn't really even have computers back then. You know that you had it in your own home anyway. Yeah. So there was no way really to promote yourself except by getting out there, handing out postcards, and putting on a really good show that was going to get you noticed, that was going to get you noticed so that you would get reviews in, news, in, in the major newspapers. And that's how you did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you really had to stand out years ago. And I think that that first drag wave of drag really produced some wonderful, you know, people like Varla and Jackie Beat and all of these people who you know, created characters, but also were really making sure that they were at the top of their game because there was competition. Mm. And now any kind of, like, homeless person with a purse and a wig can become an international sensation. 
Uh, sadly, that's true. And you know, I did it. I did. Did you? Did you guys see my episode of Detroit One Eighty Seven? No, I didn't see that. Oh, I was really very good. I'm sure you were. Um, Emmy award winning. I was. There was talk of an Emmy. Yeah, in my head, but still talk <laughs> nonetheless. <laughs> anyway, um, but while I was there, one of the scenes took place in a gay nightclub, and he was uh, the owner was telling me how he would invite uh, celebrities, you know, out to his club to make appearances. And I asked him, what, you know, what celebrities? And he was like, well, you know, um, uh, one of the women from the Housewives of Atlanta and that I Love New York girl and one of the guys from Logo's A-List. <laughs> and I said, well, what if... And he goes, and he paid them like several thousand dollars mm-hmm. to go out there. I said, well, what do they do for several thousand dollars? He said, and this is word for word, they get up on stage, say, hey, then they get shit-faced on free booze behind the rope to a VIP area. Yeah, I yeah. could do that job. I know. <laughs> I said. To, I looked at the guy. I said, "Hire me. I'll put on a whole show for you." Maybe. They, maybe. The, maybe the, they're paying them not to perform. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that is it. Maybe that is it. But you know, it's. It's. It, I, I think it's a big difference in a lot of like maybe younger people coming up. They think of drag and they think you know I'm going to go to a club. Somebody who's been on reality TV show is going to come out, do one dance, one one number. Go off stage and maybe two hours later come back out and do it again because that seems to be what like the typical setup these days are. But you, your your act's different. You get out there and you sing and you know tell jokes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not I'm not I'm not just recording. Uh, listen, anytime a man puts on a dress is for me a cause to celebrate. Mm-hmm. So I'm not judging uh, other queens. I'm just saying that it's just very different from when I first started. That you had to really. Uh, do something different. Mm. There's more opportunities now. Yeah. There, would you say there's more opportunities now? Then I just think there are more. Yeah, definitely more opportunities. And I and 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 on some level, you know, I do celebrate RuPaul's Drag Race because it brought drag back into the mainstream. People are celebrating drag queens again. Gay got you know. There was a moment in between between the early '90s and and now when well, the, the gay bars were all sort of like sports bars and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and now drag is is wonderful. You know, hip again. I think drag is sexy terrific. again. So, w- would you, uh, was it fair to categorize that the, the success of that show has is that better for your career? Um, I don't know, and I try not to like think about that too much because mm-hmm. I feel like because I remember when I first started doing drag, there was a th- there was a moment where RuPaul and I were like. There was even an article that said, you know, which one will cross over first? Mm-hmm. Uh, Meaning like a sex change or? No. <laughs> into mainstream, which of course I never did, but RuPaul did. And, and people, you know, in every interview back then, and th- I think it was for every drag queen that was, you know, doing sure. something back then, they all would say, ask us about RuPaul, and that RuPaul was the, you know, and it was, it was sort of, this, I, you know, listen, whether RuPaul or not is here, I still need to work, and I still need to do what I love doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that's the way I feel about RuPaul's Drag Race. Regardless of what, it, what its effect is on drag and, and society and blah, 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 I need to pay my mortgage. I, need, I enjoy entertaining people. I want to do what I want to do, and great. So I, I can't really see how it affects me. Mm-hmm. Well, I just think, you know, and everybody, if you're listening to this right now, you live in New York City, and I know quite a few of you guys do, you owe it to yourselves to walk down memory lanes to, you know, I I don't say, I'm not kissing your ass because I like kissing your ass. I kiss your ass because I like your ass. (laughs) 
and I like you, Coco. And it's like I, you owe it to yourself to go see this show Aww. because this is a living legend, you know, and a legend meaning that she's not a bitch. <laughs> and and the show is really remarkable and phenomenal, and it's it's very you know it's kind of like you and what Carrie Fisher is doing right now. She's touring the country and doing her one woman show. Mm-hmm. These are kind of rare things that we don't see anymore. And you guys are actually good. I'm never bored for a second during your entire show. No, and I must tell you, uh, Lily Tomlin. Yeah. You know, she referred to me as one of the last great storytellers. So, there you have it. That's well. That's kind of mean to everybody else, though. Is no, it's not. <laughs> it's like, well, I just why not say you're an amazing. Listen, storyteller. there's not a lot of storytellers out there. Do you know? Name name another storyteller. Uh, Carrie Fisher. Well, great. She's another one of the last great storytellers. Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> Varla Jean Merman. <laughs> but no, seriously, like I, I, I think that it, you are really remarkable. You owe it to yourself to see the show. It's what like five, four dollars to see or something. Like it's a giveaway. My show, yeah. Like you practically <laughs> pay people to it's go see. A lot see more it. than that, but, but I think it's fifteen. People I mean, in New York fifteen dollars is crazy. You're yeah, giving it's at the it away. Beachman Theater that you you get cocktails. They have actually they have delicious food at this place. You can sit, come early, have dinner. It's just a really fun, intimate room. They uh, need to raise the price. After, after New York, where are you going after New York? Uh, I go to I go to Detroit, Michigan. Be careful. Get a I love Detroit. Jacket. I had a great time there. I'm going to do a show there uh, and a benefit as well. I'm doing two things there. And also, I want to just mention that on Friday, I will be here in Los Angeles. I'm hosting a, a comedy uh, show called Gravity Works, and I'm, I'm the host for it. Mm-hmm. And that's happening here at, uh, in Los Angeles this Friday. Awesome. I think you should charge $100 a person. Like Barbara Streisand... Five hundred dollars a person to yeah, see you, and then New York. not have an audience. Darling. But you That's know what? Smart. It only matters that one or two people show up. <laughs> That's true. Listen, have you, did you see Michelle Bachman in the Republican debate last night? I didn't watch it because I had to go to a screening last night. Did you see her outfit from today? No, I didn't. Okay, you go on the internet and look at this outfit. You'll be amazed at what she wore. Is it fabulous? Or it really is just- so ridiculous. She looks like an extra from the Love Boat. It is some kind of like Navy inspired. Like she looks like Captain Stooping and Drag. Basically, was her husband anywhere near? He probably picked it out. <laughs> I'm sure he did. He said, "You're going to be the Lady Gaga of the Republican Party." <laughs> <laughs> Do you, remember you look fierce. Didn't the Commodores used to wear some kind of weird military white outfit? <laughs> they did. They did. She looks like the albino version of like Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. It's so. But bizarre. doesn't it fascinate you that we live in a time when someone like her, with all of her crazy ideas, could mm-hmm. really just get where she's gotten? Well, it's. I mean, it's almost as it. I almost look at it as if if I was up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Who's maybe we should do a little blog entry? Whose eyes look crazier, Coco Peru's or Michelle Bachman? There's a sweetness to your eyes. There's, yeah, but there's I'm sure a she madness. Could make me crazy. Well, yeah. I mean, you're, if you're a good actor, you're a good performer, but Michelle Bachman, twenty four seven, looks like she's about to pull out a gun. And kill everyone. Because she's married to a gay man. So if she's married to a gay man, does that mean she's probably a lesbian? I don't know what it means, but I, what I think it means is that Michelle Bachman has at least an eight-inch cock. <laughs> Keep her husband happy. <laughs> that, 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 sh- that outfit that she was wearing, wh- people are saying on Twitter that it, it, she was rocking the straight jacket. <laughs> it looks like a straight jacket. Mm-hmm. 
but with a little bit of decoration, you know, because the American flag on it almost makes you look like she's, you know, an ex- a, a rejected extra from a Motown or something. It's just fascinating. fascinating. And then what, what's up with Rick Santorum, Mark? So Rick Santorum's going around saying that he wants to ban any kind of uh, anything that has to do with any kind of federal funding of any kind of contraceptive, saying that uh, you should not be using contraceptive at all, that the only sex that you should be having is for, you know, conjugal fun and for making babies, and that's it. Mm. And that he will go to his grave fighting against gay marriage. Oh, well, good. I hope he dies soon. <laughs> but it seems like the whole rep- Republican presidential... Say, but. <laughs> yeah. But it, it seems like the whole Republican presidential primaries right now is all the, all the candidates are literally physically assaulting each other. Rick Perry and Miss Romney, they just started like almost slapping each other in the face last night. And I was like going, what the hell is going on when they're like, it's no longer a discussion of ideas. They're literally like, no, you're... You're a bitch, and then, like, smacking him well, in the that, face. I mean, it, it is no longer a discussion of ideas in this country between anybody. And it's really, it's really very, very sad. Mm. And I, I think, you know, programs like Rush Limbaugh and, and these uh, people who are really, on some level, entertainers have and are posing as news. And, and, and they've got, you know, they, they get ratings by being completely outrageous and... and, and you know, that's why it's almost it's almost like, yeah. Why aren't I up there? I'm a drag queen, and I got a big mouth. I could be up there. Yeah. You know. start low. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Start like at Congress level or something. Can you do start that? Start small, right? Start small. Become like a state representative. I'll run, I'll run for my like little, um, you know, here in my neighborhood. <laughs> well, you I know. mean, would you, if you... If there was a reality or possibility, would you consider like running for political office in character or in costume? No. <laughs> you I know be I'm the not. First drag I'm not smart party. enough to be a politician. And see, I know that that's the problem. Michelle Bachman doesn't know it. Well, you know, she, she's really supported by her church and the school that she went to, and so she's getting a lot of uh, support from those people. And that's where Sarah Palin came from too. Is these churches are saying we need to find people that are going to represent our interest, and those are the people that they've elevated. Mm. It's amazing. It is amazing. Well, Coco, uh, we're running out of time. Thank you we so much. We are already? For... Okay. I mean, we could talk a lot. No, that's you... okay. I, have, um, I just cooked dinner while I spoke to you. Oh, you did? What'd you make? Chicken. What kind of chicken? A nice baked chicken. Oh. A yeah. nice chicken. I'm on a little diet. Oh, you are? Yeah. Because for New York, you have to be thin for New York. No, just because I gained 10 pounds over the summer. Oh, Doing what? I was in Spain sitting on a beach and eating bread and oil. 
<laughs> Your husband is so delightful. If anybody gets a chance, go see Coco Peru. The name of the show is I there Am comes Awesome. The time. There comes a time. It's your 20-year anniversary. Wow. When you hit rock bottom in the middle of your career. Are what? you saying I've hit rock bottom? No, I'm saying, no, I'm saying like you, you, guide, you walk us through the high points and the low points of your career. I guess you could say that. No, so, I'm just, yeah. and I'm reminiscing about a lot of different things about New York in the '90s. There's there's a lot there's a lot I have to talk about, and I'm and um, and I have to say, people really have, have responded so beautifully to the show, and I and I hope New Yorkers take the opportunity because what always happens is, I finish a show, I leave, and what happens? I get 25 emails from these queens, you know, going, "When are you coming to New York?" Oh, I no. hate that. I was just yeah. there. I was like, well, I, I was uh, visiting my mom that weekend. Can you come back and do another show? <laughs> exactly. I just got an email from some lesbian who, who took the time to write me to say, I'm sorry I can't make it to your um, your show in New York. It's it's too far away. So I just thought, I wonder where she lives. I wonder what far away is for her. She was in Seattle, Washington, where I was just this past weekend. <laughs> she didn't see me there either. It was too far away. It was too far away. <laughs> well, remember that Coco Peru is available all the time on YouTube, and you can just uh, you have a YouTube, your own YouTube channel too, right? No, no. Well, no. get one. But you can search for her on on, on YouTube. And on you can YouTube, see all the- you can come visit me on my fa- Miss Coco Peru Facebook fan page. Write me there. I try and answer everything. You're giving fitness advice. What? Did- did I say? I say I try and answer everyone. Oh, I, I misunderstood you. But if someone would like some fitness advice, I'd be happy to, you know, tell you. Eat a make salad. Baked chicken. <laughs> Stop eating so much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for helping me publicize my show. Anytime, Coco, baby. it is a pleasure it's having you on the fabulous. show. It's going to be fabulous. We should just have to do every podcast with you. Yes, I want you in town. Well. Get here now. Get here. I'm really lazy. I I don't go see anybody's performance with unless it's within a six mile radius of where I live. Well, that's not true. You came all the way up to uh, Salkatok to that's see me. Shh, don't. Uh, oh. <laughs> Coco. Thank you, right. Coco. Love well, you. Listen, are such you a nice person. And I am a very nice person, and I'm so glad you recognize it, acknowledge it, <laughs> and that I could share my sunshine with you. <laughs> Bye Coco. Bye, Coco. Bye. Coco Peru lives in Los Angeles, but she's coming to New York City mm. again. There comes a time, her 20-year anniversary. Don't miss it. So she was a fantastic show. I don't know exactly what this show is going to be like, but the last one I saw was wonderful. They're always good. You know, it's like the times I've seen Clinton, Coco Peru perform, it's like everything's really well thought mm. out. Every joke is mm-hmm. spot on. It's funny. Mm-hmm. It's in- emotionally mm-hmm. intense a little bit, right. and you feel like she's just about to jump off the stage and land on your lap and shake the apathy out of you. And if there's any listeners are there, sit up front. And when there's a pause in like the in the in the dialogue, if she takes a moment to break, be like, "You're a very nice person." Coco's a very <laughs> nice person. <sighs> I think we just started a trend. What? That everyone's going to be going up to her. Coco Peru, you know you don't even have to tell her you heard her on the show. Mm-hmm. Just say, "Coco Peru." Nice <laughs> I came to find out for myself. <laughs> it's kind of like a a curse because <laughs> one small miss fire. I like how she food. was just like. I probably was just feeling bad about myself. What did she say? Insecure. And so she was I just insecure. Said that. <laughs> 
listen, you know, I mean, th- these are people who adore you. You know, you have nothing yeah. to worry about. Yeah. She's she's the Lady Gaga of the drag queen tea party. Is that such a what? thing? <laughs> it's interesting that Coco Peru like is jealous of Michelle Bachman's privilege. Oh, is she? A little bit. Oh, she was. I guess she was kind of like that's who could run for office. Why not me? I mean, I'm kind of jealous of Michelle. The fact that Michelle Bachman just goes up and says whatever crazy thing that pops mm-hmm. into her head, and then she gets to you know live in a. Well, you pretty much get to say every crazy thing that pops into your head too. <laughs> that's let's may, be oh, honest. Oh, that's true. Let's be honest. That's true. Well, I, could, should we talk about this <laughs> this video? Gay soldier comes out to the pizza delivery guy. Oh, sure. That is really a remarkable thing that ev- almost every gay blog. Mm-hmm. On the internet today, At Huffington Post, Chicago Tribune, Tola Road, even Unicorn Booty mm-hmm. has ri- uh, written about it, and uh, mostly favorable. And then there's the their camp of people who are just like, they're like, I can't believe Randy Phillips is making this video. This doesn't make any sense at all. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and they thought like Randy was pranking some kind of pizza delivery guy. Yeah, and I'm like going, well, if if these people think that. This, uh, that I'm Randy, you know, I, I don't think I physically resemble him that much. Well, it's, you know, it's the golden hair that you, we spray painted onto your head. Uh, it's the so. blurry video, I think, the too. The blurriness. It's intentionally blurry to make it resemble the, the camera that hey there. We should read using. some of these comments just to see what the people are saying. Really... You should pause the okay. video, though. Yeah, I'm trying to. Right? Read some of the YouTube comments. I'm with Pizza Guy. Nice packs. Not that I'll ever see him in person. But a guy can dream. Listen, people, make me an offer I can't refuse. And then somebody he he looks just like him. Lol. <laughs> that means he I don't. If this pizza guy is for real, he is actually such a legend. Somebody writes, "Is this a spoof?" Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, I don't think like a lot of people realize that it's a parody. Mm-hmm. Even though Randy Phillips himself tweeted and posted on on the video this is the greatest thing i've ever seen meaning it's obviously not him Mm -hmm. you remind me of some of my friends when they first came out they told absolutely everyone they met i think you could take you take the cake for telling a pizza guy from who knows where about it he got a little weird after that by the way you can't get a sausage pizza in afghanistan because sausage contains pork which is a religious violation the same as getting a beer to go along with it so that person i don't know if they understand that you're not Randy, Randy Phillips. Uh, yes. Although I'm so flattered because I think Randy Phillips is extremely charismatic, attractive, sexy, sexy mm-hmm. guy. And for somebody to confuse me, for somebody, you know, of that caliber mm-hmm. is terribly mm-hmm. good for my ego. So it has 345 likes, 28 dislikes. And th- somebody said, uh, I expected to immediately hit dislike, but this is so well played. It's hard not to laugh. Neutral rating. Hilarious. I'm trying to find one that's as bad. Well, you can go to uh, Tola Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, T.O. Yeah, but he has... I, I love Andy's blog, and I think he, he's an incredible journalist, and he does some wonderful work. But, man, the people that comment on his blog are just su- filled with such vitriol all the time. Or maybe they're right. You or maybe know? they're right. Maybe it, we maybe are a little awful long. people, you it, know? Yeah. But so, uh, so yeah, he put, he posted it. Gay soldier comes out to pizza delivery guy. And I'm not going to be like Rosie and sing a song about the people who said nice things about me. Mm-hmm. You know, I... I, I'm just a, I'm I'm fascinated with the public response as much as you guys are, 
Um, here's some of the, the things. Um, I don't get the sense of humor. Sorry, not funny. So not funny. At least get a cute guy to watch. This guy's ugly. Aww. You are so ugly. Unfortunately, this isn't funny, clever, or hot. Not so much. I wanted it to be funny, but it wasn't funny at all. I am tired of this Fausto lady. Go away. (laughs) I like the ones on YouTube better. They're funnier. This was great. I wonder if the pizza delivery guy has seen it yet. On a sad note, oh, that's uh, let's not talk about the sad stuff. But someone wrote here: it's always the same. For some straight people, being gay or coming out is not that big of an issue, as they never face the related problems due to society. That is, so it's easy for them to joke about the sense of importance they perceive of those moments. But those moments are important. People, the day Mm -hmm. discrimination against LGBT is a thing of the past. This could be interpreted as funny, or maybe not, because it will make no sense at then. And I think that's at the core mm-hmm. of what we're trying to do with that video. You know, we're not just comedians. We're also people are very interested in having a deep conversation about these things with mm-hmm. you, the public. And there are going to be times where you're not going to agree with what we say. Mm-hmm. And you might think of us as jerks for mm-hmm. presenting complicated, difficult, challenging ideas for us to talk about. Yeah. And I think on retrospect, too, is like, you know, reading the comments, the ones that are that apply, I think probably we could have cut it a little bit shorter and just cut off the whole like, where are you having it delivered to just gone right from I'll take a sausage to, hey, are you that guy that comes out to people and go right from there to the peck dance? Because I think the peck dance at the end really makes it. Did you like the choreography that I have? Mm -hmm. I practice a lot on uh, chat rooms. Mm. (laughs) T-girl chat rooms. (laughs) No, there were there were uh, heteros. I mean, not heterosexual, male homosexual chat rooms. I don't know. I I thought it was uh, pulled off well. I wish I would have had more time to work on his accent Mm -hmm. and the way he his his uh, facial expressions, Mm -hmm. because I had gotten them in the mirror in the bathroom. But it was like I was so frustrated with the phone that when this is the third take by the time we did it. And every single time we were shooting, something went wrong. Sound was leaking. The phone uh, died. The phone would die or, or so, the, the call would get disconnected. Because we have one of those M cells in our house that doesn't reach all the way to the back We're of the on house. AT&T. And it, let's just face it. AT&T cell phone service absolutely sucks. Well, I was wondering. I'm yeah. like, can you do another one? Would you be able to come out to somebody else on the phone? Or is it is that it? You know, part of part of me feels that turning, you know, doing uh, infinite variations on this theme would kind of be like the Coneheads movie. Mm-hmm. It's funny for two, a couple of minutes on Saturday Night Live, but then if you make a whole movie out of it, mm-hmm. then you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, when will this get not end? You know? <laughs> Maybe you should just randomly call people and be like, I, I, listen, I want you to know I'm gay. Now that I feel like people are confusing me for Randy Phillips, maybe you're I should... You're getting a real big fucking head is what you're getting. No, I should like try to get stuff out of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is uh, Randy Phillips... Uh, can I uh, can I borrow a hundred dollars? And yes, we do want to get Randy on the phone. So if you, if you, if you if you're a fan of Randy's and you want to get him on Feast of Fun, just tweet him at Are you surprised? There's no R. It's S U prize. Are you surprised? Are you sup surprised? Yes. And Not you know some people have been doing it already. Yeah. So he's he you know he's kind of waiting. Push him. He's kind of th- uh, on the there's fence. other people that are saying don't do it don't do it there's a lot of people saying don't do it and there's some people are saying do it so mm. i look all i want to do is is get to get to ask the questions that cnn mm-hmm. didn't ask him right i'll ask him if he's a top or a bottom 
I'm not. Well, I'm not going to go. Ask I won't him ask him sexual. that. But that's ridiculous. <laughs> no, have I want to know. Have I ever asked any of her? Uh, any of her yes, guests? you've asked him all the time. Not. That's not true. I've yes, never you have. do. You just even you just asked Coco Peru if she was a top or a bottom. I did not. We all know she's yeah. a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I wanted to know what it was like for him because he joined the military. He was in the military for for uh, at least a couple of years mm-hmm. um, before he came out, and what that experience was like for him, and and why he decided to video blog, kind of almost like a countdown mm-hmm. to "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" being repealed, and him coming out. I mean, because all this stuff, I think, worked out really well for him, and he's extremely adorable, so attractive, so so such a awesome guy with a great sense of humor. I mean, this could have gone the other way. It he could might have, have not liked it. I don't. He could no, have come out to. Let's let, let's okay. clarify. Let me finish what I have to say oh. here. Uh, he could have come out to his mom and dad, and it would have gone terribly wrong. They'd be like, "I have no son," and hang up on him. Well, he probably wouldn't have posted it then. Maybe you know. And I'm wondering if there's other people out there who have done something similar, and because it went bad, we've never heard of them. Um, and also, if he had come out in the military and don't ask, don't tell, for one reason or another, wasn't repealed and. I mean, there was so much at stake of him putting himself out there and then for, you know, for us to make this tribute slash parody video. And then he, unlike so many other people, he gave it the thumbs up when it had about 100 views. Mm-hmm. He didn't and sit around it. and wait for other people's opinions to weigh in. He endorsed it because he was listening to his own mm-hmm. conscience and his own voice and his own sensibilities. Yeah. And I just want to applaud that so much because so many times when we make parody videos about other things, it's like I feel like um, so many of these institutional or celebrity or people who are holding on to these entities, they wait to see what the public opinion is like and then they respond to it, which I think is very cowardly. Mm. And Randy Phillips, you know, I mean, not only is he an extremely awesome guy, he's also really brave. Mm. And that deserves respect and salute. And, I, and that's why I'm even more glad that we made this video, because to me, I, I see it, it made as much. Day. It made his day and made him smile. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, nothing gives me more pleasure than to give another guy who is so beautiful like him pleasure. <laughs> you know, and if it was if it was going to be insulting or in any way kind of like disparaging of him, I, I just wouldn't have done it. And that's know? not what we're about. You know, no. I don't want any guest, anything that we do out there. Uh, to be mean-spirited or to be attacking anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if we're making a joke about somebody, it's ch- chances are it's because we like them, mm-hmm. not because we don't like it's them. It's coming from a good space. Yes. You know? I kid because I love. <laughs> you know, it's not, unless it's Michelle Bachman. Yeah, I, it's it, but like, even then it's like, you know, we, we sort of yeah. like Michelle Bachman. You know, it's like there's so many anti-gay. She's weird. She's weird. Like, she's so weird you want to kind of like her. Yeah, I mean, she's likable. She's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, she's, but what I'm saying is that there's a lot of anti-gay people out there that we never, ever mention on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, here, even here in Chicago, there's some famous anti-gay people because I find them boring. Mm-hmm. They're, they're so uninteresting. And Michelle Bachman, obviously her politics are all screwed up, but you can't deny that she is a fascinating woman. Mm-hmm. And that strange relationship with her and her husband, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like watching a car accident mm-hmm. with glitter on it. <laughs> Marcus Bachman needs to get glitter bombed. I want to do a shower. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. They're 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 sparkly, weird people. 
I want to do a shout out to Jacob McIntyre, who is a longtime listener of the show. His band Osiron, which I pronounce Osiron. It's Osiron, like mm-hmm. the powers of darkness. We're going to play his music at the end of the show. The song is Obsession. Their album is available on our website, feastoffun.com. We urge you to buy it and populate your iPhone, iPod, iPad, your MP3 Zoom. player. Zoom while they last. Your Zoom while they last, your Windows phone. Populate it with fabulousness. And uh, thank you so much for subscribing to the Feast of Fun Plus podcast. And we salute you. And thank you so much for listening. I'm Fausto Fernos. I'm Mark Billion. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Don't try to find. Don't close your
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.